Welcome to Dungeons & Drams, a homebrewed D&D campaign live played for your enjoyment. There's whiskey, laughter, and usually more whiskey. We stream weekly on our YouTube channel, so we hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Hello everybody, and welcome to Dungeons & Drams. I am your host, Bill, uh, the DM, and I'm joined here by my lovely guests, uh, Ed, Molly, Clifton, and Jason. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that uh, the new little intro video. <laughs> I felt like the old one oh, was nice. a little too long, and you know I wanted to update it as the the campaign goes on. I think I'll probably continue to do this. So, kind of fun. I love the the ship sailing. That was a nice touch. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I caught, yeah, I caught that, and I was like, oh, this is a little bit of a prequel to our journey ahead, and it was kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I was assuming the, the music was great. The snake was a little creepy. <laughs> oh yeah, snake, snake is always good. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday evening scotch enjoyed it, so awesome. Hey everybody in the chat tonight, uh, thank you guys for joining. Um, as usual, I'm going to go around the room and just talk to people about what they're they're drinking, but I'm going to bogart the conversation first this time, and I'm going to pop a brand new bottle. So uh, this is the Deanston Virgin Oak. I actually just picked this up a couple days ago, specifically because last week on the, uh, the stream, Clifton was talking about it, So or specifically Deanston, and I was like, I, I want to find a Deanston bottle of some sort, and Virgin Oak was the only one I could find, but I'll go for it anyway. So here's a good. Let's get a little fresh pop. Uh, Ooh, nice. That was a good one. I was, that was definitely a good one. Hopefully, I was a good influence on you. <laughs> uh, I think you usually are, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, while I am giving this one a minute to rest, what are you guys up to tonight? What are you drinking tonight? Well, I am drinking a beer, which is. Drecker's Perts, I don't I guess, I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce that, these days, which is a gummy sour because it has raspberry, orange, apricot, guava, lemon, lime, pineapple, and sour patch kids. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Nice. <laughs> uh, I am drinking, yep. I'm very on brand with Nobilis tonight, so I am drinking a Knob Creek 13 and a half year old store pick. Uh, this is from OBC Kitchen in Kentucky. Thanks to my friends Swan and Fred for giving me this sample. So I've already drank half of it on a podcast, but I've been been missing it since recording that. So I got to drink the rest of it tonight. Is that the podcast coming out this Friday or was that last Friday? Oh, no, that was that was a couple weeks back, but I just had, a, you know, half the sample left. So I got to do I'm it. I'm a couple, <laughs> couple weeks behind uh, Clifton. I'm very, I apologize. Oh, no worries. Well, this the one I'm doing for this week is the Five Brothers uh, Heaven Hill bourbon. That's like a gift shop exclusive. I know Jason reviewed it last oh, year. I actually watched his review <laughs> to get some inspiration for mine. So I think I think that's our a, thoughts align pretty well on that one. It's it's a it's a money grab, dude. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm a Heaven Hill fan. I, I love Heaven Hill, but like I love um, Heaven Hill too. But that just yeah. was like a money grab shit. Let's just blend some bottles that nobody picked in a bottle. Hey, I got a question. See, for, that's just economical. Question for the group here. So I, I almost bought a Knob Creek 15 the other day, but I couldn't remember what the, the general opinion was, and I thought it was fairly negative, at least for, like, the price. Yeah, okay, good. I made the right decision then. It's it's uh, it, it's uh not so much that it was bad. It was uh, – the problem is is batch variation. Right. So, the first batch – I had the first batch, and it was not good, but I heard the later batches were better. So. Yes, okay. exactly. I agree with uh, Cliff. The batch I had that I reviewed – one of the worst whiskey, one of the worst bourbons from Jim Beam I had ever had. Wow. Um, but the later batches that I did get to try, because uh, people were like, oh, you're nuts. Like, mine's delicious. And they sent <laughs> me samples. And I'm like, 
Mine tastes nothing like this. <laughs> well, and then Mike in the chat just said the 12 is better than 15, at least in consistency-wise. 100% agree. Yeah, Every 12 100%. I've had has been delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. waiting for that 18. They're releasing an 18 year, too. This we'll year. see. We'll so, see. I hope. I have yeah. high hopes. Yep. Nice. And then, uh, Jason, did you, I don't think you said, what are you up to tonight? What are you drinking? I got something special tonight, guys, because it just Ooh. sounds so Dungeons and Dragony. It's in a wooden box. It's, I like that. Middleton. It's the Middleton Dare Gaelic. The oh, new oh, Irish nice. Whiskey. Nice. Oh. Very nice. The trees were sourced from the Kyle Big Wood Forest. Oh, my God. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> and I uh, just want you guys to know, just a prequel here, the Mets are playing the Yankees tonight. Mm. So if you hear me kind of jumping in outburst for no reason, if I get a notification, <laughs> like don't like like say for God, God forbid, someone gets killed, and I'm like yes, it just it's, <laughs> it's the Mets playing the Yankees because I hate the Yankees so much, and I just want the Mets to win. The Mets are leading right now, so you never know with this. So I'm just just a little bit of a warning. Okay. Well, the good news is that you're the only one that ever dies, so I think you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm the only one that ever gets close to dying because, I, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely overestimate my abilities. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> tend to be I'll a little foolhardy. Next time, somebody okay. says, get on the, next time somebody says, get on the boat, I don't care what's happening with anyone, I'm getting on the boat. <laughs> Excellent. So you can, you can all learn. This is wonderful. Lesson this is learned. a lesson. <laughs> By the way, this Deanston, pretty good. Um, it feels like something that could be, especially if I remember the price was fairly low. Um, I could see drinking this one just like casually. Um, I don't think it's- Yeah, well, when you asked me, I was like, that was, I don't remember loving that one, but that's because I've had some of the higher end Deanstons that have been really great. So that was one of the first ones I ever tried. So, mm-hmm. but like you said, like casual sipper, I could totally see that. Yeah, I think, I think that's is... one of those that's kind of like uh, for the naked malt crowd, the people mm-hmm. who don't want a lot of that really heavy other spirit influence from See, I'm cherry the or I'm the opposite. whatever. <laughs> yeah, people really love that because it's just that pure malt flavor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, without further ado, why don't I give you guys a little recap uh, of what happened last week? So, when last we saw our adventurers. <laughs> What was that? I, I said, believe you said, please don't. Oh, don't, don't worry. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> when, last, when last we saw our adventurers, they had woken in the drunken seal inn in the, uh, to the sound of a carriage being towed through the streets carrying a criminal by the name of Varus Nighthold, a frost elf who had been accused of attempted assassination on one of the members of the Zephyr Council. While following the carriage to the prison ship, the Mighty Maiden, our heroes met Captain Squall Montague and his first mate Charles Durham, and had just received their jobs on board the ship when a group of frost elves apparently set on rescuing Varus attacked. The elves killed two guards and would have rescued Varus if not for the help of our intrepid adventurers and their unwillingness to listen to their new captain, who told them to fight, uh, not to fight, and to just get on the boat. <laughs> so... We return. The Frost Elves defeated Varus, the crew, and the party on the ship, the group tending to their wounds, and the boat beginning its voyage to Knife's Edge. Right about here in Alawith Harbor, you just left. Giant hand. And you need to make your way down this little blue dotted line over to Knife's Edge on the uh, continent of Ikari. So, this uh, trip will probably take you about three or four days if you have good weather. Uh, it's a fairly quick, quick uh, sail and pretty easy waters, so uh, we'll see what happens. 
All right, going over to the boat. All right, so you guys are now here on the Mighty Maiden. You are out in the ocean. Ooh. And uh, and the background is moving. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just glad yeah, it's like so cool. I'm, like, I'm singing Down Easter Alexa from Billy Joel in my head. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of get into this game here. <sighs> All right, so you guys have left left uh, the, the shores. You've drifted away, and you are... So you've just drifted away from shore. You watched uh, as the, the, the harbor kind of became a distant uh, little dot on the horizon, and you guys are sailing a little bit to the east. On the uh, deck of the ship, uh, Squall and Charlie, Charles, as well as a few little deckhands that aren't shown here, um, are around doing, doing their various jobs. Squall looks at Charles and he says, uh, Charles, bring Varus to my quarters. And Charles replies, Aye, Captain, Varus, come along. Uh, you note that Varus looks kind of crestfallen. Uh, if you remember, he, he uh, well, in the last episode, just for anybody who needs to catch up a little bit, some of the Frost Elves were killed, and he, he, his whole personality seems to, seemed to change as, uh, as, as they were killed. Um, anyway, he's staring back at the dock. So Squall also points at you, Noro, and he says, Noro, join us. And uh, he points to you, Daffy. He says, Daffy, unfurl the sail on the main mast. Nobilis Alessio, bring some of the barrels below deck and hand them off to Salt. Then go to the lower deck and ensure the prisoners are secured. All right. So unless hi, anybody... Hi, hi Captain. Oh, I was waiting for Hi, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm right, so... sailing away. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll start off with, uh, with Noro. Um, so we're going to kind of Squall, Charles, Virus, and Noro are all going to go into the captain's quarters here. Captain Squall sits down in his chair and pulls open one of the drawers in his desk, uh, pulls some bandages and begins bandaging his chest. Squall says, damn it, Varus, what the hell was that? You cut me pretty deep, you asshole. Varus says, I don't know. Uh, I had no idea that Reuven and Awen would be there. Uh, they didn't need to die. Who the hell were these other people? And Squall says, I'm very sorry about Reuven. Uh, I know you were two were close. Their timing was terrible. But at least it seems to have sold it. With the Yeti tearing things up, it'll be a while before they even look into what happened. And uh, they saw you leave with me, so it should be a while before they start looking for you, if ever. And Squall looks over at you, Noro, and uh, he says, what was that move? You almost blew the whole rescue. The rescue? Eh? I was trying to, uh, I was trying to help the man here. I was trying to help him. You were trying to help him as well? You should be clearer about these things, eh? Communication. It's just important between a crew and the Capitan. Did, did somebody send you to rescue Virus? No, but, uh, an enemy of the enemy is my friend, so to speak, don't you say? Explain. Enemy? Uh, well... I hear, uh, I hear someone tries to off someone from the Zephyr Council. You know, maybe, uh, maybe I think that's a good idea. And maybe I want to help that man. Hmm? Isn't that you, Mr. Varys? And Varys, uh, just still kind of looking a, a bit downtrodden. He looks over at you, Anomio, and then he, he looks at you, Squall. He said, if it weren't for this little guy here, my people would probably still be alive. So uh, 
he kind of looks. He says, I think you and I For should me? probably. Yes. I had what? to. I had to keep up appearances and run when you, when you, you know, kind of knocked, knocked Squall away from me. Oh, Without well, that, you know, I mean, if anything, you should really blame Laser Nips. He's the one who shot that guy. But, uh, I was just trying to help. And uh, like I say, the Zephyr Council, not so, not such a popular group where I come from. Uh, all right. So Squall, uh, what do you want me to do? How long until how long till the others get here? And Squall says uh, they should be here probably within about a half hour or so. We told them to meet us just offshore, out of sight of the harbor. And uh, Squall looks at you, Anomio, and he says, "Well, Anomio, whatever whatever happened back there, as long as you do what you said, uh, what I tell you on my ship, will be all right. Now go make sure that stupid beast didn't wreck anything on my boat." Talking about the the Yeti. Oh, I I, I thought you meant. Novelist, but yes, that's him too. I'll go check. If uh, if you two were in on it the whole time, right? Why uh, why why once you kill the guards, why didn't everyone just get on the ship? You know, I, why did you continue to pretend to fight? Varus mm-hmm. says, uh, I didn't know they were coming for me at all. They weren't supposed to. Oh. This whole thing was supposed to happen, or this whole thing wasn't supposed to happen like this. I was just gonna get on the ship. And sail away and go get picked up by some other some other frost elves just offshore. Hmm. So really, it doesn't sound like it's my fault. Sounds like you don't know how to keep your people in line. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um moving along over to let's go to Nobilis and Alessio. So the two of you are uh, just going below deck. You've both got some barrels with you, and you're you're on your way to, to kind of bring them over to to salt the the chef of the boat. Salt bay. Salt, salt bay. bay. <laughs> so uh, oh, I thought so you, you meant we would literally be salting him. I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> so you you open the doors. You both have a barrel underneath your your arm, and you're you're carrying it towards him. Salt is uh salt seems to be starting to cook dinner for the crew, and uh, you hear. Him kind of hit the table. It goes wham. You see salt cut through the leg of a goat using the back of a cleaver, and uh, rather than cutting through the leg, it just kind of crushes the bone. And he picks up the leg and he looks at you and he waves with the goat leg. He says hello, <laughs> <laughs> and then he points over <laughs> the corner. Is <laughs> that whole whole picture in my mind? I just he's coming off like sloth from Goonies. Hello, John. Yeah. <laughs> he, he points over to the corner and he says, "Barrels go over there." <laughs> I love him so much more with this voice now. <laughs> He's like, it I want to. a little bit Arnold-esque at the end of that, Bill. You got to be careful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. This is this is how he sounds. <laughs> it's a little. It's, it's like half. It's like half. Like uh, you know, it's half sloth and half Lenny from Mice and Men. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Anyway. So I get hey uh, hey uh, Nobilis, I think we should uh, let's let's I guess we should bring these barrels in. But I'm staying far away from that war fork of his. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know why I was picked to carry barrels. I'm like the weakest of the whole group. But let's do it. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? Look at you. Look at you. You're all ripped. Oh, it is a bit of a facade. <laughs> <laughs> it's all glamour muscles. 
<laughs> it's all glamour muscles. So as, uh, as, as you walk by Salt, you see that there is just blood kind of dripping on the floor from the goat. Like, it's just, it is not sanitary. Uh, but he seems to be taking a lot of pride in what he's doing. He's meticulously trying to beat this, this goat apart. He doesn't, like, he's using the wrong side of the cleaver. I'm not sure if I made that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But uh, it seems to, uh, it seems say, to be uh, working. Yeah. yeah, Alessio, if you want to like guide him with the ways of your rapier, I mean. So, uh, so Salt, where are you? Where are you from? Uh, the Mighty Maiden. Uh, you have. So, what do you know how to cook? You cook pretty much everything. You always, you always cut meat with the wrong side of the of the hatchet. He he holds up the hatchet and he's just. He holds up the goat. He's, I'm cooking goat. <laughs> All right. And obviously, it, this kind of he not he turns he, tur <laughs> he turns around and he puts the entire leg into like a big pot, um, just hair and everything on it. It's just oh not, gosh, yeah. But water's oh not even boiling yet. <laughs> this is this is and this and I'm so uh, Saul. Is that what we're having for dinner, sir? Yeah, you like goat. <laughs> Actually, I'm vegan. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have Novelist give it a nice sear with his laser nipples. <laughs> I can sear the hair right off the leg. He he, uh, lo so he actually anything, he, he yeah, looks at you when you say, "No, I'm the yeah. cook. <laughs> <laughs> no touch my food." <laughs> okay, baby Ruth. Uh, <laughs> any, any anything else you need uh, besides these barrels, my good man? No, thank you. Uh, he he kind of goes back to what he was doing. He's okay. basically, he, you, as far as he's concerned, you don't even exist anymore. He's right back into what he was doing. All right. Uh, Novelist, let's, uh, you want to get out of here? Yeah, I hate that we're both almost dead, so we're probably going to have to eat whatever he's cooking to survive. I'm with you. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. So, uh, so actually, so you guys, uh, if you want to go, well, so the captain had told you to go go deliver these things to Salt and then go check on the prisoners. It's up to you whether you actually want to do these things. Yeah. So we have to go down. We have to go down in the galley, correct? Correct. Yeah. So basically over right. over here. It's all right. Yeah. Like let's, I can uh, let's let's go down. Yeah. Move us down there and let's go check on them. Sure. All right. So you guys uh, kind of make your way through the the rest of this uh, monstrosity that is the the chef's kitchen here. Um, so you find wow. yourself down on the on the third floor of of the ship it is a very large ship it's actually pretty pretty comfortable as far as uh you know ships go and uh this is kind of where all the crew sleeps is a number of hammocks hanging up um yep so as you kind of move through the cabin i'll just kind of help you out so you head you head a little further towards the back of the ship and you're you're getting over to where they keep all of the prisoners and you see a, a number of them in in the cells Mm -hmm. So uh, there are currently there's four different prisoners uh, in in locked cells anyway. Uh, there's there's Cohen who you recognize um, as the uh, actually no I'm sorry neither one of you would actually recognize this guy, um, but you know what let's whatever I already did so they they told you what he would look like and and he's the only human <laughs> here so kind of makes sense. Uh, so Cohen's in the top right one. Um, you guys recognize Vutha, who's in the bottom right. Uh, and the other yep. two are unknown to you. 
Actually, Nobilis, I'm not sure that you would recognize Vutha. I don't think that you've you've met him yet. Okay. I would say I recognize Cohen, but I, I forget where we where we met him in our previous journeys. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh. All right, Nobilis. I guess you want to let's let's talk to these guys. Let's see. Yes. Uh, you pick. What... You go first. <laughs> well, let's talk to since we've met uh, the Dragon Breath before, or is that what they're referred to as? I forgot what they're called. Dragon. Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Yep. Um, so as you as you get closer to Vutha's uh, cell here, he looks up and he sees you, and he immediately gets on his feet and just charges at the at the side of the cell. He says, "Alessio, you son of a bitch! You put that stone in my store!" And Vutha grabs the bars of his cell, and you hear them starting to creak under his his strength. Um, they're holding, but he is pissed, and you see him take a step, kind of half a step back, and he breathes in deeply. Um, I would like both of you guys to make constitution saving throws. Oh, God. Is he going to try to burn me to death? <laughs> I was like, I, I was about to step out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Constitution. Uh, wait, an ability check or a saving throw? Saving throw. Okay. All right, I got 22, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All, right. All right, not bad. So, so Vutha actually, uh, he sprays um, acid. He, he kind of... <laughs> And uh, dragon boards have this inherent ability to be able to kind of mimic like a dragon's breath attack. And so he shoots this big stream of acid out about 30 feet. And uh, let's see, what did you roll? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, so 22, 22 and a 14. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So you both save, and actually, he uh, he only he only did a couple of points of damage. Um, so you both take one point of damage uh, as the acid kind of flies in between you. A few little spots kind of landing on your skin, taking a little bit of damage. It's only and, uh, uh, just it makes sense that we we're down in a ship. There's literally people in in cells, and we somehow get damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wrong time. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So anyway, he um, he he says, "You son of a bitch! Now I have to go to Knife's Edge, and uh, it's all your fault." Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. You were in with Nexori. She told you that she told you, or she told me that you gave uh, you put the stones in my store, and they were listening in. This Dean sounds good. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well that was uh that was a special mission i was on and even though she told you that i'm not sure if i would quite believe nixari well regardless uh i'm stuck in here and uh if i see you come near my cell again i'm gonna keep taking shots at you novelist steps away <laughs> and i'll start you <laughs> He's a very forthright lizard man. He's very honest. He's very honest. Yeah. There's no mess that you can't can't explain about anything. All right, who's this guy with the one pointy ear? All right. So uh this is uh he introduces himself and he says um he says, "Hi, I'm Tanston Fizzlespan." Sorry. <laughs> I didn't He sounded a lot like Salt Tanston. Oh my god, yeah, that is, wasn't the voice the I intended to do. This Sorry, is yeah. the episode. This is the episode of Bill's voices. <laughs> my god <laughs> i should have probably you're you're right mighty there. joyous for being locked in a cell <laughs> yeah you're, you sound uh, like you're in a good mood what do you what did you get captured for uh well i'm not gonna bother doing the voice it's not the one i'll, I'll do gnome voices <laughs> later but i i didn't i can't uh, fine i'll try but um 
All right, hold on, hold on one second. Hello. All right, I got it. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm Tanson Fizzlespan. <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm in here. I I work in Hobblehaven, and I uh, I build mechanical bulls in uh, for the bullfights, and um, we we have safeguards upon safeguards, but this one. Uh, my my bull, his name's Black Bull, and uh, he he killed a guy, and uh, they blame me. It's not even my fault. It's just uh, uh, it's not my fault. So who so who exactly who exactly blamed you? Who captured you? Uh, well, I mean, when 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 your bull kills somebody in the ring, it's uh, pretty obvious because <laughs> there's a lot of people watching, and. Uh, the, the guards came, they arrested me, and I was questioned as to, to why it killed somebody, and, and now I'm sent here. And, and, you know, I've got lots of experience with, with explosives, so they figured they'd send me over to Knife's Edge to help with the mining. Did you know the guy that you happened to not kill, but uh, cause the death of? Oh, no, I mean, he, he was just a, just a, a matador. He, uh... Well, we have kind of this this cruel, I guess you'd call it cruel. We have this this sport in Hobblehaven where people try to ride the mechanical bulls and see how long they can stay on them, and then they jump off and they try to fight with the bulls, and and you know usually it's a very fun thing to watch. If you ever go to Hobblehaven, you should go check it out. But uh, this time didn't work out for me. I feel like this guy's pretty trustworthy. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have any reason to doubt his story. So, what about you, Alessia? I don't know. Maybe we could maybe we could talk to the captain about exactly what happened with this guy and see if we can maybe help him out a bit. Sounds good. What about right. well, making our way let's around? Go, yeah, let's go up to uh, let's go up to Mister uh, Mister Mister Not Quite as attractive as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's always a competition. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a competition. Yeah. Yes. Immediately, it's who's better looking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so well, go ahead. Uh, oh, so he's not going to even introduce himself to us. Oh, we don't, he doesn't. Uh, did we get his name? He's not. He doesn't have a name on him, so you don't know him. Okay. Uh, hey there. Uh, what are you in for? He's uh, he's currently standing towards the back of his uh, his cell. I mean, these these cells are not terribly comfortable. They're basically just hay on a floor and really nothing to do. Um, and he, he's standing there, he's just trying to, trying to look composed. Um, he turns around and he says, just leave me alone. Hmm. Hey, you, you kind of look like some of the guys that attacked us, uh, there back before we got on the ship. You, uh, you know any of those, any of those folks? He actually, uh, well, do me a favor, ro roll persuasion. Cause let's get some rolls in here because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Friggin' rolls in here. Here we go. Like a bakery. Get those oh, rolls. I can't, I can't persuade anything. <laughs> That's all right. So he, he actually. Novelist, uh, novelist to try. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I want to, I kind of want to question further. Like, you know, like, where's he from? Or is yeah, he you're both ridiculously good looking. Maybe he'll listen to you. <laughs> so, I'll just, before, yeah, I'll ask where he's from. Before, before you roll. So uh, he's going to kind of react a little bit to you, Alessio. So he's going to turn around. And he says, I am not one of those filthy frost elves. I am a high elf. I am from the city of Riviera. Now leave me alone. 
Oh. Go ahead, Novelist. You, you talk to him. Uh, well, I mean, that's... I, am I correct in believe that's the same area that's near where the, the council is, or is it not quite the same area? It's the same area. That's where the council same is. Area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you heard... I want to ask him, have you heard anything sure. about uh, one of the members of the council being killed? Uh... No, uh, I heard uh, there was an attempt on on uh, one of their lives, um, but uh, not. I don't believe it was successful. Uh, Drusilla Kelnilis uh, is the high elf counselor, um, and I believe Virus or Varus Virus. Uh, he, he, he's looking confused, not me. Um, he's. Uh, I believe somebody tried to make an attempt on her life. Um, one of the frost elves, actually. Ah. See, I, I guess I was under the impression that they died, but okay, great to know. Well, now ask him. Ask him how a high elf ends up down here. Yeah, I mean, well, I know, I know you don't want to talk to us, but like, hey, I'm your half brother. I mean, can you tell us a little bit? Because I mean, there's this joyous of a guy over here that just, you know, accidentally killed someone with the bull. So maybe it was an accident. Whatever you did, just let us know. He he looks again very insulted, and he says, "Do not presume that a mongrel like yourself is anything like me." Oh, this guy is quite the ego. Hmm. Novelist doesn't take too kindly to that, but I think Novelist might save this conversation for later. All right. You have, you have a, I'm just going to say, you have quite the ego on you, elf boy. <laughs> so I'm not sure you should have such a high ego for someone that's locked in a cell, but talk to you later. He, he uh, even though he has nowhere to really look, there's no window in his cell, he turns and faces the wall just to not look at you specifically so all right novelist right. flips flips him off as he walks by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so up up next is cohen uh so cohen cohen is is just for anybody who's catching up here cohen was uh encountered in the very first episode he was attempting to rob the golden stables um, and Anomio actually had a little little interaction with him where he uh, severely embarrassed Cohen <laughs> in, a, in a wonderful way. Um, and uh, Alessio was given an assignment to find Cohen. And I'll, I'll leave the rest of mystery here. So are you the one they call Cohen? Aye, that's me. Why are you down here? I got caught up in the uh, the golden stables. Uh, how do you know who I am? Yeah, that doesn't really matter. Okay. Do you know where you're going right now? I presume Knife's Edge. I'm pretty calm. Do you, uh, are you happy you're going to Knife's Edge? Uh, not at all. Uh, it's not a not a good life over there. Uh, what am I gonna do? Break through the iron bars here. Seems like pretty harsh punishment for uh, attempting to steal horses. Well, yeah, whose horses did you steal? Uh, it doesn't matter whose horses they were. It's just this is not the first time I've been caught. I think it was just one too many. And uh, oh, so you're a repeating offender. Exactly. I'm glad you admit it. <laughs> uh, not much use in denying it. I'm already on the ship. It's got a point. So what do you know about Knife's Edge? 
I know it's run by a bunch of orcs. It's a slave camp. People go there, hard labor, uh, mostly a mining operation for um, for some of the dwarves. They, they outsource some of the mining. There's a certain material, I'm not sure of the name, that can only be found in that area. Uh, it grows into the cliff side, so it's pretty dangerous work. What do you know about Varus Nighthold and his attempt to kill one of the council members, particularly Drusilio Canellis? I, uh, I heard Naxori was talking about it a little bit. Um, I don't know much, much about it other than it wasn't successful. I'm not sure why. We can't seem to find a reason why the attempt was made. But are you at least are you at least comfortable down here? Uh, I mean, could use a book, I suppose. But aside from that, yeah, I'm comfortable. All right, Nablus, you have any other questions for him? No, I I need to speak to this uh, guy that uh, what what's his name? Uh, uh, Varus. Yeah, I need. To, I, I'm curious to question him, but I think that's all I have to get from these guys. Well, why don't you go t- talk to him? I'm going to keep talking to this Cohen guy. Okay. All right. Uh, so Nobilis walks away, and uh, presumably, well, you tell me. What are, are you? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go because is um, Agnomio still with with that group or? So as far as you know, no, Agnomio, I left. So, yeah, or, I mean, these, well, you these, don't know, I guess. These things are basically happening at the same time, um, but I mean, his from timeline-wise, his his conversation would be over by now. Yeah, I'm gonna just wander off upstairs, and I'll let um, Alessio finish his intim- or interrogation. Sure. All right. So you uh, you wander back to the front of the ship. So Cohen, how long have you been locked down here? Uh, they put me in here yesterday about midday, and uh, told me I'd be heading over to Knife's Edge. Who holds the keys to these cells? I would guess Squall probably does. Um, Alessio, make a investigation for me. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Uh, you look at the the lock on the door, and uh, you know on the on the the bars here, it doesn't look terribly complicated. Um, it might be a little bit tough to, to break into it, but not out of the realm of possibility. Well, I do have sleight of hand. Um, I'm not sure if, like, I, I know I have a, a, a kind of a secondary thing here where I have to free this guy, but at the same time, I don't think, but now's not the right time because he's, we're in the middle of the ocean. There's no way for him to go. Well, so, so. real quick, just because, you know, maps and whatnot. So, you guys are still... Nexori had specifically told you that you should try to get him off the boat as close to shore, but, you know, make him swim to kind of embarrass him a little bit. Um, if, <laughs> okay. if if you were going to release him, I would suggest doing it sooner than later. Doesn't mean you can't go try yeah. to steal the keys if that's what you'd like to do, but I, I wouldn't say, like, wait until tomorrow because you'll be in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um... All right, I have one question left for you, Cohen. Are you a good swimmer? Yeah, grew up in in Alawith. I'm uh, definitely been in the water more times than I can count. Okay, just uh, stay here, and um, 
you'll you might see me back here in a little bit in a little bit so sure i am not is going uh is, <laughs> is elric is elric torres the squall i can't remember who the squall is uh he's the half orc who's up top yeah, oh that's squall, right okay. squall's the captain elric torres you haven't met him yet he's all right so he's i'm a... gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make my way up to the top of the ship again so okay with everybody else uh so daffy <laughs> hi we're we're not gonna ignore you the whole episode i promise so <laughs> oh good <laughs> so um why don't you make a let's make a uh sleight of hand check for or, yeah check for me please okie dokie 16 for sleight of hand all right no problem so this is this is kind of going slightly back in time a little bit so you you were given the order to kind of climb up the 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 mast here to unfurl the sails yes. and and to you know see how things are going you're doing fantastic it's between this and the barrels and everything you are taken to the ocean no problem you're you're very good at following commands apparently so <laughs> um maybe all that time in the uh, paladin order so the uh sails unfurl um no problem you're able to to tie off everything that needs to be tied off um make a strength check for me okay for strength i'm getting a 13. 13. okay um so you're able to use some of the rigging to get up to the crow's nest uh so go ahead and give me a perception check too please okay the system is so fun the system is down yeah i know this I'm is just playing that techno music in my in my brain from uh, strong bad i'm so happy that you know it ah oh, wonderful and then the dragon comes <laughs> in the night <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry what, what was the role i was supposed to make now <laughs> uh trogdor uh please so no um uh perception roll for trogdor roll roll for bernadating uh, oh, you had an 18 <laughs> uh, no problem um that so you uh seven. that's okay so you you get up to the um you get up to the crow's nest and you're looking around and uh you know squall had told you mostly just to, to lower the sails and kind of you know you know that part of your job while you're up there is to to look around and see if you can see whatever you can see. So right now you see shore. Um, you're not super far still from Alawith Harbor, but you're you're almost out of sight of the harbor. Um, roll one more perception check for me. You're going to be looking for something slightly different this time. Okay. Let's see if my elven oh, eyes can high. Ooh, Fantastic. 19. I, I, get, I see something. So... You see that one of the buildings on the uh, the harbor, like right on the near the docks, is actually on fire, um, and you see a little white dot kind of moving very quickly across the the piers. Uh, so it seems that the yeti is probably still just wrecking shit. <laughs> so, um, we'll see how that what that what that affects. All right. Just pretend you don't see that. Don't worry. Oh, no, <laughs> not stressed. All right. <laughs> so, uh, would you like to stay up in the crow's nest, or would you like to do something different? Um, no, I think I'd rather, since I haven't really seen anything of note, I don't think I'll be sharing with anyone that I saw that crazy fire. I'm going to pretend that was just <laughs> just something far off in the distance not to worry about. I'd rather be around people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so you're gonna climb back down, or? Yes, I will climb back down. Okay. No problem. So you're uh, you climb back down. You're on on the deck here, and just kind of, uh, you know, doing your job. You're um, you're supposed to be inspecting the ropes. You're making sure everything is tied up tight. And uh, for the moment, you're you're doing what you need to be doing. All right, uh, Alessio. So you just come up to the the main deck here. Um, yep. So you, you uh, you're now near Anomio and Daffy. Um, actually, Nobilis would be up here as well at this point. Uh, so actually, you guys basically are you're all together now on the main deck. Um, there's nobody else on this area of the deck with you. You guys hungry? Because I'm not. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us about what you have seen below decks, my friends. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother and Rapier, I'm not sure you're going to want to dive into the hairy leg of lamb that's in the oven right now. Mm, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you would. Even worse. <laughs> Uh, has well, anyone has anyone seen the squall with the keys? Uh, he is in the the captain's quarters. Although, friends, I must tell you, this entire trip is a ruse, a poorly planned one, I must say, but a ruse nonetheless. They uh, they plan to hand Varys over to some of his Frostbelt friends very shortly in a oceanic rendezvous. Hmm? And how do you know this? Uh, they yeah, told me we, we are we are amongst some sort of revolutionary brigade, my friends. But didn't he like attempt to kill someone? Like, why are we like just letting him go? Uh, well, you know, my half elf friend, the Zephyr Council is not so popular on places. Some of us would rather see them without their heads. So basically, well, one of them, basically. But... So basically, who's running this ship and who's about to come and try to get Varys is they're working together. Mm-hmm. Which does not make a lot of sense why they would not just, uh, you know, drop the facade and just work together when we are on the docks. I think, I think, but uh, who am I to say how you run your uh, underground brotherhood? You know, whatever. Well, obviously, they were trying to uh, put on a good face while we were at the dock uh, where we left, so... It looks like that was a whole facade to, to um, it's like you said, it's a ruse to get to get Varys off this uh, off this ship safely. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll go right Daffy and be like, "Did you did you know all this?" Uh, this is news to me. I was just minding my own damn business in the crow's nest. <laughs> I'm still recovering from almost dying by Yeti. <laughs> all right, we may need to see what else out we could find from the uh, from the captain or the mm. squall. So. Let's, what, uh, of, uh, what of the other prisoners? Well, uh, we met a, uh, a dragonborn who is definitely pissed off at me. <laughs> uh, and does met... he have reason to be? He does, but uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> then, we met, then we met a uh, sheepish little fella who uh, kind of sounds like Jar Jar Binks and an elf <laughs> at the same time. Uh, he... Uh, He's in jail because of he uh, a bull that he trained actually killed someone, so he got arrested for that. They mechanical kind of bull. I'm mechanical, sorry. Yeah, I still don't really understand how that happened, but you say I'm a mechanical bull. Yeah, he, apparently. Is from Hobblehaven? 
killed somebody. Yep. And he they wait, they put him in jail because his bull killed someone? Yes. They must have gone soft in the head. No, 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 this will not do. And I run downstairs. Yeah. And then there's uh then Nobilis. Nobilis is a uh Nobilis talked to a very angry elf who feels feels a Let's just say he's got a high opinion of himself. Yeah, and we didn't find out much from him other than he he he's a high elf. That's all we know. Yep. And then the other prisoner is someone I have to uh, I have to tend to. So. Question: Is he a high elf because he's been smoking some of that good stuff? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's in a room full of hay. I don't know what he's, he might be smoking. I don't know, but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't recognize him. So Anomio just kind of took off to talk to that one prisoner. Um, so I don't know, should we go back down and, and catch up with the prisoners? Maybe they, if they meet the rest of us, they'll be inclined to talk to us more. I need to, I need to head to the captain's quarters uh, as soon as I can and talk to the squall. I'm down to go to my, down to the prisoner with you, Daffy. So as you guys are talking, uh, Salt... Okay actually finds his way through the doorway um apparently he's uh yeah so he he kind of he's about seven oh, feet tall oh. so it's very oh, difficult for him to <laughs> to make his way through <laughs> but he he comes out and he's actually holding just a huge black pot he's got these two oven mitts that are are they're not made of clay you don't actually know what these things are it can only be described as like fur from an animal something's going on but Anyway, he's holding this pot, and there's still a leg sticking out of it, although it's a much different color. There's no hair left on it. And he says, hey, everybody, it's time for food. <laughs> wow, wait. So he goes he's to so the enthusiastic. Kind of <laughs> what was that, Molly? Like now fully. I didn't he goes hear from, like, being sort of mute last week to, like, actually speaking full sentences. You only saw him for a second. He waved to you with his big Are fork. You really... You really qualify those as full sentences? <laughs> I mean, maybe the seas power him, and now that he's on the seas, he can—he's like excited again. I don't know. They, they job, didn't say, didn't yeah. they say they found him? They found him just floating in the water one day. Was that no? He, story? he wandered onto the boat with a big bag full of meat, vegetables, and spices, and then just started uh. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> that is the weirdest story ever. I was like, and how long has he been doing this? Because he doesn't seem to be very skilled. I was you could ask but... I don't I don't I don't I don't think we should question Mr. Salt <laughs> <laughs> anyway so Salt Salt goes back inside uh, carrying the pot you don't want to question Salt or you might be assaulted well you know what if uh if it's you're not even there I know me I think I think if it's uh, if there's time to eat if there's time to eat now then I think everyone we need to speak to should be at dinner so let's uh, let's let's go get ready for uh, for a meal. All right, Whoopee. We just... So you guys are going to head head inside and uh, have some have some food. All right, so Squall and Charles. While I'm setting up the scene here, um, Squall and Charles head into the um, what do you call it? I guess the the galley. Um, you guys all actually not a nomeo uh the several of you tokens don't worry i know you're not let's all here. go to the galley let's all go to the galley <laughs> <laughs> all right 
So it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty small galley, uh, despite the fact that the, you know it's a fairly large ship. Not exactly made for like you know group meals. Um, but Salt is handing out bowls full of uh, stew. There seems to be you know pretty pretty big chunks of meat, and it actually pretty looks pretty good. Um, you know, there's occasional piece of little white hair floating in it, but that's about yeah. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Anomio is below deck, presumably. Um, Salt is still in the kitchen, and Squall and Charles are sitting at the table, uh, along with... That's not the right guy. Um, sorry. Along with uh, Elric Taurus, who is... Uh, he introduces himself as you walk in. He, he says... Hey, everybody. Uh, you guys must be the, the new recruits. Uh, my name's Elric. I'm the ship wizard. And uh, welcome to the ship. We're welcome to the Mighty Maiden. I'm the ship wizard? Ship wizard? That's a role I didn't know existed. Yeah, what is a, tell us what a ship wizard does. Well, uh, there's lots of things that magic can fix that, that hands necessarily can't fix either enough or quick enough. Um, I can take care of that. If there's any sort of pirate attack, you know, not doesn't hurt to have a magic user on on board and uh you know hopefully there's there's not a whole lot that i do that you'll need to see oh that's good to know yeah sometimes we get stuck uh i can make a big old gust of wind to, to keep our sails going all right wow you're um, like you're like uh yeah you're like harry potter great <laughs> I don't. Uh, is he from? Uh, uh, is he from Alawith? I, I don't know Harry Potter. He, he must be like a clay, yeah, clay, a, you know, like a <laughs> ceramics. Yeah, he's a, he's, yeah. A, he's a he's a friend of mine. You'll you'll meet him on Knife's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So uh, salt. You notice actually that salt is basically staring at all of you, um, with a big smile on his face, very expectantly. He's he's. Uh, you know, he's he's proud of what he's made. He wants us to eat, he wants us to eat his food, doesn't he? <sighs> one one could make. I'm just gonna like slowly. I was gonna say just slowly lift the bowl up to my mouth and just like make eye contact and just and then. Uh, aside from the hair, it actually tastes really good. Um, you huh. you notice there there's a, uh, a a hint of coriander and uh, a little little spices going on with complementing the the goat. Uh, meat perfectly, and a couple of little uh, carrots and celery floating around in the stew. It's actually uh, nutritious and seems to taste pretty good. In that case, I'm just gonna go <laughs> just drink it off. <laughs> so, as you finish the bowl of soup, um, you notice at the bottom there is definitely like kind of a, a sludge uh, stuff that had kind of maybe should have been drained out that hadn't and had sunk into the bottom of the bowl. Um, but doesn't mean it didn't taste good, just might be a little <laughs> off putting. <laughs> I lost my appetite immediately, but hey, nourish. Beautiful. Yeah, as long as it, uh, do we do we get any do we get any hit points back? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, right. You guys, if you'd like, you guys can uh, do a short rest. So let's let's go over here and uh, let's have a quick little update on what people are drinking. Hi to everybody that's that's still in the chat. I hope you guys are enjoying the game. Yeah, let us know what you guys are drinking. So I'm still in the Nog Creek 13 and a half year. And, you know, I don't know if it's just this pick. And I said this on my podcast. It's like, 
I have a better memory of these older Knob Creek picks being better. To me, this one's super dry and like over, like it's almost tastes over like the 15 did. I know Jason, you and I were talking about like what you saw a little earlier there about the 15 year. This one is like over oaked and like there's none of the sweetness that I love about the older Knob Creeks. I'm like, am I just misremembering how those those 14, 15 year old picks were, or am I just crazy? Hmm. How long have you had the bottle open? Well, this yeah. is this was a sample, so there there's oh. that. I mean, it doesn't taste like it's gone off. It's just a lot drier than I remember. Um, so I'm curious, people in the chat, if you guys had any of the older picks as well. Like, did you, I need to. I have one more that I need to revisit after this. So Jason, how are uh, how's the Yankees Mets game going? The Mets scored again here in the. Uh, it's top of the ninth. The Mets are up six three right now. They have Yay. Owen. They have Owen two, and uh, we have Diaz pitching. Hopefully he shut, shuts her down here in the ninth, and I could go to bed happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am drinking the new Fourgate Indiana Foundation, Ooh. which is a 10-year cast strength, barrel-proof goodness. Mm. Uh, Did you from, say 10-year uh, MGP, like bourbon? Yep. Holy crap. <laughs> Sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're, they're starting to get, you know, pretty old with some of their stuff that they're they're making available. It's, it's nice. Like, I mean, I feel like uh, we, yeah, we no. keep... They'll be releasing a 14-year hazmat Holy release what? sometime soon. Yep. So oh, no, yeah. I... They've got a whole bunch of stuff that's coming out in a little while. I was just wow. reading about. Yeah, they released that's... a bunch of stuff at once. Uh, but the foundation, the two Indiana foundations are kind of the big the big boppers. This 10-year and that 14-year 143, 144 proofer is going to be just ridiculous. So, <clears throat> uh all right, so you guys have all gathered around this this uh, this table. You're eating your food. You're doing whatever. If you want to, you could take a short rest um, and recoup some hit points using your hit die. Um, and while you're doing that, uh, we're going to go down to Anomio. All right, so Anomio, mm -hmm. you uh, you wander down to the third the third uh, level here, and uh, walk over to the the other gnome. Um, yeah, presumably from Hobblehaven. I would like to address him in Gnomish, and to signify them when I'm speaking Gnomish, I'll talk like this! <laughs> Perfect. So that you know that I'm speaking Gnomish, rather, wow. than, my, rather than common. All right. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not noted. I mean, I guess he's not embarrassed because we're not down there, but man, Gnome I can't wait to hear this. Noted. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. Do I was that just gonna say, oh boy, I hope you can. Yeah, no, uh, all right, all right. So you're talking in gnomish right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I come up to him. I'm like, "Hello, my friend. Uh, I have I have heard you have been unjustly imprisoned." Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I my, I mean, like I said to the other guys, my my bull killed somebody. So I mean. I guess it all depends on how you view it, but I mean, I would rather not be here. Sure. I tell you, my friend, when a gnome steps into the plaza with a mechanical bull, he takes his life into his own hands. It is no one's responsibility to save him, much less the engineer. You did your duty to gnome kind by making the best bull you could. And that man, lad, I don't care, whoever died honorably as he should have my well, friend this I mean, is a grave injustice 
uh, I mean, to be, to be perfectly fair, I, 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 I wouldn't say it was, I mean, yes, you're right, it was noble, but it was, um, probably embarrassing, it was, uh, he really, really got killed, <laughs> he, uh, that thing had some sharp horns, but, um, I, I well, that is that is the that is that is death in the afternoon, my friend. That is what a gnome lives for. This is not. This will not stand. I shall see you released. Well, hold on, hold on, sir. Um, hmm. you're from Hobblehaven. I am. Mm. Have you not heard of the mighty Noro? Noro, Noro. Is that Come on, the, I'm a big deal. I'm, it's, with it's, a... it's, with a G? Yes, yes. No, I, never, uh, I never make heard the sign of, of the G. No, no. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I get I've, that I've, a lot. I've, I've actually, uh, hmm. Uh, your hat looks familiar, but I'm, I'm not really sure. Anyway, so, mm, if I'm going to be honest, it's, um, hmm. Maybe a little bit more than just the bowl. <laughs> it was... Maybe a couple of explosions too, and maybe a couple more than a couple explosions. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait a uh, May I ask uh, who or what you exploded? Uh, well, all right. So you, you know how you know how we have the elevators that go up and down on the side of the thing, yes. right? So yeah. those use like a big, big motor. Well, sometimes, uh, sometimes I would have to help fix those and sometimes they would explode and sometimes people would fall and sometimes it was my fault. Oh, wow. <laughs> you definitely deserve to be in prison. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll see you later. Have a good time in jail. <laughs> well, um, uh, so, um, hmm. Uh, well, I have a question for you. Um, do you think you could get me to maybe like a screwdriver or some sort of wrench or, I mean, I, I'm looking at this, this date here and I, I mean, I'd really rather not go to Knife's Edge because those orcs are kind of scary and I'm not exactly like i can't they're bigger than me and i mean you kind of get it i don't really want to dig a hole in the ground anymore and help hmm. <laughs> yes i see what you're saying but on the other hand uh you intentionally blew up other notes oh no yes? it, it wasn't intentional it wasn't intentional it was um it was totally not intentional yeah, I uh, I don't believe you. I'm going to be honest here. Do you want to run um, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 12. Uh, the first time was not intentional. <laughs> but uh, ah. the, sec the second and the third time might... Or, you know, he, he definitely... Yeah, not all of them were unintentional. He, he maybe yes he, uh, he I, uh, well if there is one thing that I uh, I will not accept it is someone playing cavalier with another's life you may uh, 
You may try the gate on your own, but do not expect any help from me. Good day, sir. Oh, screw and you. as I... Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> and as I, as I walk by, and I was, I'll just tip my hat. Cohen, my friend? <laughs> yeah, he actually, he looks at you. He's like, how the hell did you end up on here? Uh, it, okay. <laughs> fine, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> he, and he, he actually, he reaches his hand out. He's like, I'd love a book or something. Just something to do. Be great. All right. Um, Daffy, make a perception roll for me, please. Oh, no, a five. All right. Oh, so, uh, well, your, your eye, uh, what do your elven eyes see? Um, not a whole lot, apparently. Legolas. <laughs> um, well, because you uh, rolled so poorly, you guys actually totally missed, or maybe you've just been distracted. This um, this boat that comes up right next to your uh, your boat here. Boom. Oh dear! So a boat kind of saddles alongside the mighty maiden. Uh, there's a few different frost elves uh, on the top, and two of them have crossbows uh, just kind of in their hands. They're not necessarily threatening, but they're definitely kind of in a defensive uh, position. And as they pull up to the side, um, what would you like to do? Ah, oh, shit. Here we go again. Well, hello. How are you, friend? <laughs> you want to wave at them? Like, you do go ahead. Hello. I assume you're here for Varys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the, um, a woman, uh, a female frost elf kind of walks up from the helm and she, she walks wow. over and she, she waves back to you. She says, ahoy, uh, squall aboard. Uh, he's in the galley. I'll go get him for you. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Ice cold Michelle Pfeiffer that white gold. Yes. (laughs) Ice cold. Wow, that's good. So Squall kind of hears hears the yelling and he comes out and he he goes, Evandra, what an absolute surprise seeing you out here. And uh, Evandra says, I see that Virus is. Oh, sorry. Um, Virus actually kind of comes with you guys, so he had been he had been eating, and uh, she says, "I see that Virus is unspoiled. That is good news. We must hurry, though." Uh, and she she has a little sack of coins, and she she chucks it up to Squall, who catches it. Um, just a whole bunch of whole bunch of gold, and uh, Squall says, "Well." looks over at, at uh, Varys. He says, well, considering the smell of you, probably not the worst thing in the world for you to take a little bath. And Squall pushes Varys into the, into the ocean. Um, <laughs> with, with a little, little splash, he, uh, he, he falls in, swims over to the, to the other boat. They kind of help him get up using a little rope ladder, and, and he finds his way onto the other boat. And uh, uh, Bill, while, while, this yep. is, while this all is happening, um, mm-hmm. I think sure. Alessio is going to use this use this uh this situation to utilize his mage hand to go and reach out to try to get uh the keys off of squall okay uh well let's let's do this roll perception for me let's see if you know where these keys are oh good point okay perception let's do it seven All right, so the DC is going to be a little higher because you're uh, you're going to take a guess as to where these keys might be. They are not necessarily on his belt, um, okay, or at least anywhere visible that you've seen. 
So, uh, you could either make your make your sleight of hand to try to take the. Uh, so, the way I'm the way I'm looking at this is you are looking for the keys before you decide yeah, to, try to, to, to find them uh, and steal them, right? So you yeah, don't know I where need they to, are. I need, yeah. yeah, I need to figure out if he has them on him or if they're actually down in the captain's quarters. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Or so somewhere else on the ship in general. So looking at Squall and what he's wearing, um, he doesn't have it around his neck. He doesn't have it on his belt. He does have a couple of just pockets in his pants, and that seems to be it. Um, make, well, you made a perception of seven. I really can't give you a whole lot. So either it's in his pants pockets or it would be over in, you know, you could assume it would be in his captain's quarters or somewhere completely different. Um, your call. It's not on his belt. Cause usually like old school keys, you mm-hmm. would see a ring, keys hanging off. I don't see anything. If his pockets don't seem like anything is sticking out or bulging out of his pocket, there's nothing on his belt. He's not wearing it around his neck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the educated guess that it's not on him. So I need to go somewhere else to find him. So that's fine. okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so for the sake of, of this little interaction, we'll we'll say that they have a quick little. They'll have a, a little bit of a conversation, captain to captain, over the side of the ship. So tell me what you'd okay. like to do. Me, uh, Alessio or the party? Yes, Ale- Alessio, sorry. Um, well, I just, I kind of want to, I do want to stay and hear what's going on between these two captains and why this is happening, so. Okay. Ooh, ooh, we could run up behind him and do the Titanic thing, and then we'll frisk him. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> you guys could do anything that oh, you want. About... I, I can't stress this enough. So, like, actually, actually, let me do this. I'm going to ask my brother in Rapier, since he's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agnomio, I I need to get the keys to free our friend downstairs. Um, any chance you could see if you could see any keys on Squall for me? Uh, which friend? Because I have it on good authority that one of them is an arsonist. <laughs> <laughs> not not him. Not him. The what oh, the hell okay. was his name, Bill? Cohen. 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 Oh, yeah, he seemed a nice guy. A uh, little too into horses, if you ask me. <laughs> All right, so unless, uh, I, I, sorry, Anomio. Um, let's make a perception roll with advantage. Uh, sorry, no, not with advantage. Oh. Just regular perception roll, please. Just regular perception? Yep. 18. Oh, Fantastic. Damn. All right, so uh, you know for a fact it is not on Squall because you've actually been kind of eyeing everybody. You're you're. A little bandit you know you, you've got you've got some skills so you yes. earlier noticed that charles actually has a key ring on his waist and uh you spotted it oh. no problem so charles uh charles is actually still in the galley okay i uh well i need I, to i whisper to my friend alessio yeah. brother Yes. Uh, your friend, what you seek? Oh, we cross it. We keep walking past each other. This, like, <laughs> this ship, it's so topsy turvy. I don't have my sea legs. Um, no, uh, maybe while the captain is distracted, uh, you should go down to the galley and check out what Charles has on his hip. Eh? I think Thank I see you. something. Thank you, my brother in Rapier. That's where I will go. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so I'm going to um, assume that you're heading over there. So we're going to put a, a quick little s- stop to the outside uh, interactions, or at least, you know, maybe they're not all that 
important to what you're doing. Um, so let's hide some people. Salt is definitely still there because uh, he doesn't know what else to do with him, his time. Um, so Alessio, you walk through the door to the, um, to the I guess you'd call it kind of the front of the ship uh, into the galley. And Charles is still sitting. He's eating his soup. He's actually savoring it. Um, you know, maybe maybe this isn't out of the ordinary to him. And uh, he's chatting with Elfric. All right, sorry, Elric. Um, all right, what would you like to do? Uh, well, I'm going to sit down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to start kind of a conversation with Elric and Charso while while he's uh, enjoying his soup. I start asking Elric some questions about um, his wizardry skills and where he learned. How did he? How did he? Uh, where he learned his mastery? How he ended up on the ship a little bit. And while I'm kind of conversing with him, I uh, I kind of try to get a little bit of a once over with uh, Charles and see if I could see those keys. Sure. Um, so you absolutely do. You notice them. They're he's not really hiding them. They're attached to his belt. Um, Okay. There's like a, a little leather kind of loop, I guess you'd call it. Um, to your to your knowledge, it's not it's it wouldn't be that hard uh, as a master thief to to take these uh, off of him. But if you make the attempt and you fail, he will know. If you fail uh, by enough, I should say. All right. Well, I have a risky whiskey in the in the pocket here, so right. I'm going to use my mage hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and um, use my skills to quietly take the uh, the keys off of his uh, belt. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll sleight of hand, please. Uh, okay. Sleight of hand. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, natty twenty. <laughs> oh boy, you nailed it. All right. So. Your little 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 hand kind of flies underneath the table, uh, brushes past his leg, and actually what he does is he looks over at Elric, and uh, like questioningly, assuming that Elric had just touched his thigh. <laughs> and while you're distra- while he's distracted, you deftly take the uh, to the keys right off of him, and they kind of fly right back over into your hand. Not a sound was made. <sighs> Alessio living up, li- Alessio living up, living up to the road. What a, what a great spy. time! I love it. Love great timing, great <laughs> timing. Yep. <laughs> uh, I I look across the table. I say, Charles, are you okay? And uh, he kind of looks over at Elric. He goes, Yeah, no, I'm 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 good. And he looks a little <laughs> he looks a little confused. And he he uh, like like put off, like really put off. Maybe just yeah, a little bit more than he should be and and he gets up actually and he goes over to salt and he he actually holds out his bowl like he wants some more sounds like there's some sexual tension there <laughs> i i would say it's the exact opposite maybe like he's just really not yeah. into it so yeah yeah so i i get up from the table and i say i've uh i've been asked to go check on some of the prisoners again so i'm gonna head down to the uh to the prisoners quarters Elric looks up at you and he's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right, damn, you fucking salty wizard. I feel like so salt switches have... personalities more times than anyone else in this entire game. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hang out with salt then, you Elric dickhead. Alright, let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, I did have a question about salt. Sure. Yeah. Is he Jewish? Because then he'd be kosher salt. 
No. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, actually, we're in the ocean, so technically he's sea salt. He would be sea salt. Yeah. yeah he'd be sea salt. <laughs> All right. All right. So I want to I want to make sure we keep this into time. So Alessio, you are on the third right, level go, of the yeah. ship, and uh, you have the keys in hand. What would you like to do? So I slowly go over to uh, Cohen's um, uh, cell here, mm -hmm. and I try to sneak over there and just slightly whisper to him, and I say, "Hey, listen, Cohen. Uh, I believe I have the keys to the cell." I'm going to let you out, but this is the plan. As soon as I let you out, you need to run, dive off the ship, and swim to shore before we get too far offshore. Do you understand? So he actually replies back in Thieves' Cant um, as to make sure that nobody else is kind of getting this. He says, are you, a f are you part of the Shadows? Uh... I lift up my sleeve and I show him my ring. All right. And he, he takes a step back and he, he watches as you, I'm assuming, open the gate. All right. Yep. So, so uh, excellent. So you, you uh, easily unlatch, unlatch the gate. Um, you actually, with that nat 20, you guess the key properly on the very first try. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? It's minor. It's one of those things that makes you feel like a superhero. So, um, <laughs> so Cohen, Cohen uh, slips out of the the jail cell, and uh, he actually shuts it behind him, um, and uh, you you relock it, and he goes over to the to the uh, he actually climbs up because there's no windows on this level. He climbs up to the second floor, mm -hmm. and uh, the little I guess you'd call it like ladder port. I don't know what you'd call it. I guess like a little hatch. Um, leads up to kind of the front of the ship, which is a little bit further away from, from Salt. Now, Salt is going to be able to potentially see him. Um, so let's see what Salt sees. And uh, Salt is Salt is serving. Salt sees. Let's see what Salt sees. All right. Salt <laughs> is going to make just a regular perception check. Not advantage, not disadvantage. Oh, no. He rolled a 17. So Salt is oh, going... Salt. Salt is going to see this happen, uh, but we'll we'll find out how that that interacts uh, later. Anyway, Cohen ends up diving off the side of the front of the ship. Daffy, uh, because it's kind of your job to be watching things, make one more perception check, please. Oh, and that's risky right. of five. Uh, so you, you, uh, risky water. Risky no, water. I'm kind of oh, glad she didn't. I'm kind of glad she didn't. Risky whiskey. <laughs> risky whiskey. Well, no, she's risky watering. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Make a perception check. Yeah. Here we go again. I played my that's little, roll little sound effect. Oh, there that's better. All right. So you, um, you hear the sound of a splash, and uh, you kind of run to the side, and you look, look over the edge, and you see Cohen... He's actually, he's sticking kind of right next to the ship, almost to the point where it's like he's getting kind of dragged along the sides. And um, he's kind of spinning and spinning and spinning, and you see him kind of go off the, the back of the boat. You, with your 14 roll, um, notice that nobody else on the ship seemed to have seen him disappear. Now, that being said, you haven't been to the bottom of the deck. You don't know a whole lot of anything. You just saw a person go overboard. What do you do? I'm going to immediately panic and try to save them. Okay. What are you going to do? 
is there anything like, I don't know, a lifesaver, <laughs> a floaty device? Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a, let's, let's say that there is some sort of flotation device on the side of the ship for just such an occasion tied to a rope. We'll call it a life preserver. And, uh, you, you throw it overboard and you watch Cohen ignore it completely. I'm going to say, Hey, like you're going to, you might drown. Please grab onto this. I'm trying to save you, man. All right. Am I, am, um, I, up, on, am I up on the same deck with her? You you are just so I mean you would have followed him up no problem so you push past salt yeah. I would say just now you're getting to the same area that that Daffy's in. Okay, which is where we all are with the frost elves. Well, uh, so timey wimey stuff, right? So while this oh, okay. is all happening, I mean they're not going to hang around. I would say that at this point they have now peeled off. They are sailing away. Um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll. 1d2, because I love doing that. Let's see. Squall went back into his quarters. Charles went back into the galley. Actually, at the moment, because of the, the roll of the, or the flip of the coin, you guys are the only ones outside. Oh, okay. okay. So I yell up to Daffy. Daffy, let him go. But, but he, he's, he might be drowning. He's a strong swimmer. Yeah, at least he said so. He needs he needs to get back to shore. Oh wait, Alessio, you let him free? Yes, I did. It's a personal miss. It's a personal mission that I'm on from the guild. I'm up here over the side and wave my hat at him like an old timey lady seeing a ship off. <laughs> Goodbye, Cohen. <laughs> Nobilis is being left out with all these secret missions. He's like, man, I want a secret mission. Who can I free? Dude, you, you have a secret mission, did you? Well, sort of. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're all involved. The only person mission. who's left I mean, out today, everyone, unfortunately, if everyone, is Yeah, If everyone's here now, I'll just... Because we, we've been so close for so long now. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of the Shadow of Rakath. And every now and again, I do have some missions to do on my own. And saving his life and letting him go to shore was one of them. Okay, works for me, man. I'm not worried about it. Works for me, man. Yeah, I mean, what do you? I'm I'm just gonna nod and deliberately not yeah. say anything. My job, I'm, my, I'm trying to take my job was to let him go. If he survives or if he makes it to shore, that is now up to him. Hardcore. Right. I dig it. Excellent. All right. So, uh, one more little thing for tonight. Actually, we're, we're for the first time ever, we're going to end on time. Um, wow. I know, right? So, uh, let's see. Alessio, you are actually the navigator. That was the job that you got. So, um, Daffy, let's do this. Daffy, I would like you to make two strength saving, or strength checks, please. Okay. Roller Daffy. There so we go. while you do this, Squall is going to come out to the deck. He's going to say, Daffy, un unfurl the uh, the foremast and the mizzenmast, please. We are off to Knife's Edge. Oh, damn. Look at well, you. Ooh, 21 and 17. No problem. So you, I'm a strong girl. You, uh, you freaking, you run up to the foremast. You scale the cargo netting. You drop the sail. 
you you all this stuff is just perfect you unfurl both sails like a pro everything about this you rolled amazing tonight um everything about this is perfect squall is very impressed so uh you guys now are are full sail you are going to be heading to knife's edge it's about three days travel um alessio please make a perception check for me as squall is going to be showing you the map uh he's going to be explaining roughly how to navigate to you and uh with a 17 perception you and him both together figure out kind of the the best course of action um, you actually look ahead. You see that there's there's no clouds in the sky at the moment. Uh, seems like you guys will have smooth sailing for the, at least the next day or so. Um, and speaking of which, we'll pick up there next week. So thank you, everybody, uh, for joining me Ooh. here and all of us here on uh, Dungeons & Drams. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> my, all the fun voices tonight. And um, I hope you, I, hope you uh, I guess, had a good time. So... Yeah, join us next week. We'll be here uh, back on the same channel. Wow, I had too much Deanston, I think. Sorry. Bill, just to yes. give just to give kind of just to give kind of a preview, we'll be we'll be making uh, you know land ho next week. Are we going to be getting to Knife's Edge? No, actually, you guys have a couple of days at least on the ocean. Um, so actually, let's let's do this. Thank you, uh, Jason. So we are going to move our little token here you guys make it to about there okay um so you're about a third of the way through your travel by the time that you all go to bed that night and we'll pick up uh, next week as you're all waking up on your second day of the journey all right something Ooh, something good. crazy something crazy is gonna go down on the ship but I'm, I'm just waiting for it but <laughs> I was surprised with hey, Caribbean shit. I'm excited. Say, ship happens. <laughs> Beautiful. So so many amazing puns tonight. I love it. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us here tonight. Make sure you check the links in the description. There, we're all over the place now. And uh, uh, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do. Even if you don't necessarily intend on listening, because you're joining us here live, um, just it helps the channel to grow. So. Thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your night. Cheers. Thank you for joining us here on Dungeons & Drams. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast host of choice, and be sure to check the description for a link to our Discord server, YouTube channel, Patreon, and links to our individual places on the internet. Come back next week for more adventures in Lands of Dimidium. Cheers. <laughs>